We thank You, Lord. We praise You, Savior. We worship You today, O oh God. Thank You, Jesus, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your long-suffering, God. Thank You, Jesus, for Your healing power. Hallelujah. Come on, can we just praise Him? If God's ever healed you of anything, why don't you give Him praise for it right now? If God's ever done anything for you, why don't you lift up His name right now? Hallelujah! 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 I praise you, Jesus. Oh, I magnify your name today, God. I give you glory today, God. I give you honor today, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You, you just, you might have forgotten how you felt when you were sick. You might have forgotten how you felt when you didn't have any money to pay your bills. You might have forgotten how good it felt to be delivered and set free. I believe we owe God just a little bit more praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I was nothing when you picked me up out of a pit of sin. God, I know what it is to feel. I know what it feels like to be sick. Thank you for your healing power. Almighty God, I give you praise today. I give you praise today. I give you praise today. You are good. Hallelujah. 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 You are good, Jesus. Oh, I thank you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're serving a good God. Amen. We're serving a God that is mighty, that is powerful. Brother Trey was talking about having faith in God this morning. Hey, it's no trouble to have faith in something that you know that's going to work every time. Amen. God has never let me down. Have you said you've got everything you wanted? No. Nope. Hadn't got everything that I wanted. Some things that I've wanted, God knew that I didn't need. Amen. But God has always come to my rescue. God has always helped me. God has always given me miracles. And I am so thankful today that I know the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost. I've been born again. My sins have been washed away in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Him and the power of the Holy Ghost and you've never been baptized in His name, I encourage you to do so. It is absolutely the best thing that will ever happen in your life. Amen. Good to see everyone that is in the house of the Lord today. Kind of a nasty day outside. And uh, rainy, cold, miserable. But it's a good day to be in the house of God. It's always a good day to be in the house of God. And so we're so thankful for everyone that is here. 
Let's pray for all those who are sick that need to touch from the Lord. Brother Duplessis is still in the hospital, went in Friday about noon and still there. We thought he was going to get to come home last night, but uh, the doctor finally made it by and said they were going to keep him to Monday to do some more tests. So uh, let's pray for him, ask God to heal whatever it is. And uh, we know that God is a miracle worker. And uh, thank God for what he has done in the past. And we're just going to trust him to keep doing it today and in the future. So let's pray for him. Pray for Sister Thompson. She's in the hospital. And uh, we went to see her Friday, and she was not doing well at all. And then last night, went to see her, and she's doing a whole lot better, sitting up in the bed talking knowing everybody and everything going on. So thank the Lord for that. Pray for her. And uh, pray for Brother Charles Hudson. He's not doing well. And uh, ask God to work for him, give him a miracle, move in that situation. Also, Sister Alice Deal needs a touch from the Lord. Been fighting uh, problems for a past while know that God is a miracle worker. And uh, so there's many that are sick with different uh, things, and we ask God to just heal and to deliver and set free. And I want to make a few announcements before we go into the Word of the Lord, just having you to remain standing where you won't have to sit down and stand back up. But while you are standing, if you turn to Philippians chapter number 4, Philippians chapter number 4. Remember, the children's choir will be singing tonight. They'll be practicing at 6.30 and singing the beginning of service. Then we have a special treat tonight. We have a kid's bell choir that's going to, uh, I I don't guess you'd call it singing, but they're going to ring their bells tonight. So uh, we're going to do that uh, right after the children's choir sings. And so we're looking forward to that. There'll be a shower Tuesday for the bird baby. That doesn't mean that he's going to be born with feathers. But uh, so uh, remember that. That will be Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock in the gym. So then remember Wednesday and Thursday night. We do services a little bit different uh, this week. We will be having church Wednesday and Thursday. Brother Cody Marks from California will be here with us, and uh, so we're looking forward to that, and I encourage you to be faithful to the house of God. We're going to have a great time in the Lord, and uh, so uh, that will be Wednesday and Thursday night for service starting at 7.30, prayer meeting at 7, so be faithful to God's house, and uh, then encourage the men to uh, go to Brother Townley's. We'll be getting up a group, seeing who wants to go and providing a way to get over there to Brother Townley's men meeting. That will be Friday night and Saturday. And I believe it starts at at 7.30 on Friday night and 10 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Youth recreation, 6 o'clock Friday night. And uh, so remember all of that. We're so glad to have everyone that is here, our guests that are here. Glad that you come to be with us. We have Brother Trey's mother gentleman here with her this morning, and uh, it's good to see 
Jerry Wayne and Eric Mason in church today. Lord bless them. And uh, they started this lifelong journey together. So uh, proud of them. That's good to have them here in service with us today. So Philippians chapter 4, verse number 11. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 11. The scripture says, Not that I speak in respect of want. I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Man, Paul was an amazing man when he wrote that, that I have learned in whatsoever state that I'm in. I'm going to be content in that. We are a discontent people a lot of times. I know both how to be a base, and that's knowing how to be humble or how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. That simply means that I know how it is to have plenty and to be plentiful. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. So, we know that hungry part pretty well. Both to abound and to suffer need. I know how it is to have plenty and then I know how it is to be in need or to have want. And then he said in verse number 13, this is where I want to take my thought from. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things. In other words, what Paul was saying, no matter what is going on in life, it doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if it's bad. It doesn't matter what's happening. I can still do all things through Christ which strengthens seated. I would this morning, before I get into the Word of God, that we need to have special prayer for our country and the tragedy that happened yesterday. I did not take lightly at all. There's a lot, I know a lot of unrest. There's a lot of things that that people are disturbed about in our country. And uh, pray for the Congress lady that got shot yesterday. And then the families of those who have lost loved ones. I think it was six people that got killed. One of them was a young child, a federal judge. And uh, we need to pray for our country. I love this country. I don't know about you, but I don't want to move anywhere else. And uh, all those who don't like it ought to move somewhere else, in my opinion. But I do love this country, and I do love the freedom of this country. And tragedies like this, and we know the tragedy of 9-11, what it cost, and the freedoms that it has taken away. And tragedies like this only take away more of our freedom our ability to do things and to have things. So let's pray for the strength of our country, 
pray for the leadership of our country that people would lead in the fear of God and uh, godly morals and godly dedication. We need help today. The Scripture says that in whatsoever state I am, therewith, to be content. He said, when I have a lot and when I don't have much, when I have need of nothing and when I am in want, I have learned how to be content. I've learned how to make it when I'm both full and when I am hungry. And I've learned how to make it when I abound and when I suffer need. I have seen a lot of people and uh, that, that serve God in two different ways. They, they can serve God when they have nothing. And uh, as long as God keeps them scraping the very bottom, they are faithful to God. But when God starts opening up the windows of heaven and starts blessing them, their blessings to them become cursing. And they fall away from God. Their blessings that God has blessed them with seem to keep them out of church and seem to take them other places. And they have too much money, so they're going on vacation all the time. Or they have too much money, so they got to go off every weekend and spend a little bit of it. But people, people are different, and God deals with people different, and people deal with things different, and the ability to cope with situations differently. I want to preach from this subject for a few few minutes this morning, and I promise you I'm going to be a few minutes, and um, I went a little lengthy last Sunday, and uh, but I'll try to give you back some of that. I gave you back a lot of that Wednesday, gave some of you back a lot more Wednesday because you were not here, but... Um, <laughs> When I thought I couldn't, when I thought I couldn't, he said I could. When I thought I couldn't, he said I could. And that's what I want to talk to you about for a few moments this morning. There has been a lot of things that we have that you you can look back in your life and uh, you can say that I did not think that I could ever do that. Have you ever, have you ever just sat down and you start thinking about things that when we don't have anything to worry about, we start imagining things to worry about? Anybody ever did that? Oh, bless your heart. You can, come on, would you? Would you confess up? All right. We've all done that at different times. I, I have sat around. I let things keep me up at night. It frustrates me to no end. My father-in-law could sleep through a hurricane. I've seen him do it. I'd walk in. He was laying in that prayer room over there, sprawled out on those benches that was in there. Some of it was hanging off of those benches that was in there. And... Um, 
just snoring up a big storm. And I'm looking, I'm saying, how? How can you do that? I guess he figured if he was going to die, he was going to die happy, asleep. But, um, and I, you know, I, I have caught myself many, many times laying in bed and I think about things. If this happens, that will happen. If that happens, this. And it has a domino effect. And I start playing out the scenario in my mind of things. And I'm thinking to myself, stupid. Now, I can say that to myself because I'm talking to myself. Um, I don't appreciate my wife telling me. I mean, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but I'm thinking, stupid, there's enough things to worry about without imagining things to worry about. And we often catch ourselves, I I guess I'm not... uh, too abnormal because I talk to people that that come with to me with the same problems that I'm saying you know um, what we ought to do is we ought to put it in the hands of God and uh, we have we have thought about a lot of different scenarios if that happens I don't know what I would do and it hasn't even happened yet and probably in our lifetime it will not happen and uh, but, but the devil likes to play tricks on your mind and in your spirit. And he starts a war that is not even there. I, I, have, I have discussed issues with people and they would say, so-and-so don't like me. And I'll say, how do you know they don't like you? Have they told you they didn't like you? Well, no, they haven't told me that. I said, well, how, how did you know it? And uh, they said, well, I was standing over here and I could see them talking to somebody on the other side of the church. And I knew by their actions and by the way that they looked that they were talking about me. Hmm. See, people imagine. Don't, don't ever think yourself so important that other people on the other side of the church is discussing you. <laughs> you are thinking a little more highly of yourself than you ought. Because I imagine they're probably a million miles away from anything that you are thinking. But, but our mind, our mind is a tremendous piece of equipment that God has created. It, is, it has unbelievable abilities to serve in good ways or in bad ways. But we think, how can I, how can I do it if this happens? But what we need to focus on is is making it with what is going on at this present time. And there has been days in all of our lives where we felt like, if I just make it through this day, if I can just survive this day, if I can just, if I can just press through these few hours. Have you ever, have you ever had a, this is just asking you this is foolish, but we've all had what they they label as a 24-hour virus. And you know, you know everybody that's already had it before you that it lasts 24 hours, and after 24 hours you start taking an upswing and you're, you're doing better. Everything's going to be better. But, 
But you lay there, and, and I don't know, but when I get sick, 24 hours seems like 24 years. And uh, what I get, my, my wife can have it, and it's not near as bad as it is when it gets transferred to me. I don't know what it is about it, but when, when sickness hits a man, brother, it's sickness. As the Scripture said, he went and told King uh, Hezekiah, you are sick unto death. <laughs> when I get sick, I am sick unto death. And uh, it doesn't matter what I've got. It's about to kill me. And I, I hate to be sick. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking when I, when I get up in the morning, if I could sleep a couple of hours or if I could go back to bed and if I can just make it 24 hours, I know that it's going to be getting better. And man, in the middle of that 10th hour and that 12th hour and that 13th and that 14th, you're wondering, I don't know if I'm going to make it 24 hours. I don't know if I'm going to be alive in 24 hours. And, and we start thinking, we start counting down the time. Man, I used to do that to my birthdays. My kids do that now. Uh, Terry come in and she told me, she said, I am almost, uh-oh, she's 10, isn't she? She's 9. I got so many kids, <laughs> I can't even keep up with how old they are. I was trying to make reservations the other day. We was going snow skiing. They said, well, how old are the children? I said, let me call you back. <laughs> kind of like the two folks that were in the nursing home. One said, I, I hate to ask you this. We're being close friends and all of that. She said, but I can't remember your name. And the one she is talking to, she said, well, how soon do you have to know? So, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, she was telling me, Terry come in, she told me, she said, I am almost ten. I said, really? I'm thinking something's done slipped up on me. I thought her birthday is June the 1st. Right. June the 1st. And I'm thinking, she's telling me in December, I'm almost 10 years old. I'm going to be 10 years old. My birthday is just so many, so many months away. It's going to be in. I said, Lord, that's, that's half a year. She said, really? I said, yeah, that's half a year. Oh, well, it'll be here in a little while. And they're counting down the days until... That birthday. Now, when you start getting older, it seems like the years fly by. And they just, man, you, whoo, you're out there trying to flag them down. Hey, year, come back here. It just seems like a few months ago we were in January, and all of a sudden we're in January again. And turned 40 years old this year. Lord, I know you can't believe it. I know it's hard to to imagine when you look at me. <laughs> uh, I can't be that old, and I. But but we wonder if I could just if I and when we have a bad situation, if I can just hold on just a little bit longer. And there there has been times where we wonder if I am going to be able to make it. 
Can I make it? Can I make it? I, I'm reminded of the little story that's kind of simple, but you know I'm kind of a simple person, so I think on simple things. Uh, and and I, I'm reminded of a story of a little train that was going up a hill. And uh, this train would go up this hill, and the little engine, I believe the book is a little engine that could. And uh, everybody was standing on the sideline, and they were making their wagers and giving their advice of, I don't think that he's going to be able to do it. I don't think that he's going to be able to pull that load to the top of the hill. But the engine had made up in his mind that, I think I can I think I can. I think I can. He had set his mind, and although they didn't think that he had the ability, the engine knew that there is something on the inside of me, a driving force, a compelling force, a powerful force. And the engine starts up the hill, and he starts out going good, and and everything is going well. And as the incline begins to wear on him and the load behind him begins to wear on him, as you look through the book, you see the little expression on the engine's face. When he starts out, he's smiling. And uh, he's, I, I think I can. I think I can. He's saying it with, with meaning and with feeling. And then he starts up the incline. And, and all of a sudden... You see the expression on his face. The next page tells the story of the expression on his face. And he's looking. His eyes has gotten bigger. His, his smile has turned to a straight line. And everybody is on the sideline. Some saying, I told you so. And the others saying, come on, you can make it. And some saying, I don't think it's going to happen today. And, and the little engine is keeping going over very slowly now. But... I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Then you turn the page and he's getting slower and the expression now is not a, 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 a crooked smile. It's not a straight line, but it's an upside down smile. And he's kind of frowning over the load that is behind him and he's saying, I, I think I can. I think I can. And it's very slowly, but, but then those that are cheering against him are saying, I told you that he wasn't going to make it. I told you that he could not do it. I told you that he did not have the ability. And then those on the sideline that was cheering him on would begin to encourage him, come on, you're going to make it. And sometimes... In our life, we feel like that we have more cheering against us than we do for us. We have those who are saying, I think you can, and some that are saying, I know you can, and some that are telling us off in the distance, I don't believe that you can make it. I don't believe that you are going to succeed in life. I I don't believe that you can live this way. And the devil would tell you that, that what you have started out, it is impossible to accomplish. That, 
No need to try and no need to try to live for God and no need to try to dedicate your life to God. You cannot make it. But when I thought I couldn't, I hear a voice from another world whispering over the balconies of heaven saying, you can make it. When I thought I could not make it, when I thought I could not go another day, when I thought that I could not walk another step, I heard a voice whispering in my spirit, don't give up now and don't quit now. You're going to make it. The little engine begins to chug up the mountain very slowly, almost coming to a stop. But he sees the top of the mountain and he says, I think I can. And then he sees it getting a little closer and he changes that from I think I can to I know I can. And then it starts out very slowly, but you turn the page and his eyes look like they have caught a glimpse of the top of the mountain. And, and he begins to say very strongly and very forcibly that, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can. And then in the distance, his critics and those who said you can't begin to cheer him on to the top of the mountain. I, I don't know what some of you may be facing this morning or what you may be going through in life or what you have faced this week, but I have come by to tell somebody today that you can make it. Amen. When you get to the place where you think that you cannot go another step, there is a God that is there to help you. There is a God that is there to strengthen you. There is a God that is there to bring you over the top. You just keep your eyes focused on that vision from heaven. Amen. You keep your head set that I am going to be more than a conqueror through the blood of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. The Scripture lets me know that no matter what state that we are in, if we are in a walk, if we are in a crawl, or if we are running, God is still going to be there to help us. Amen. When we slow down to a slow walk, we still are not going to faint. We are still going to be victorious. Isaiah chapter 41 in verse number 10, it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 16, it says that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner Man, amen, when I thought that I could not make it, amen, that inner spirit of God that gave me strength, that gave me help, that gave me encouragement, that was agging me on, telling me, hey, hey, you can, 
Amen. This is not the bad time of your life. You are going to be victorious in God. Amen. Amen. Now you are wondering if I was correct on telling you I wasn't going to be very long. But the Apostle Paul he is telling us in Philippians, he said, no matter what state you're in, be content. Amen. I have seen some people that, that live from one tragedy to another. And I have seen some people that, that has tragedy in their life. And I am amazed at how they still keep their integrity in God. And I, I've talked to people that went through terrible tragedies in their life. And they just said, I, I, I've, had, I've had something that was just compelling me. I found strength when I didn't think that I could make it another day. Amen. When I thought that I was just about to give up, I would find strength and I would find help to walk another mile. The Apostle Paul tells us a story in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting about verse number 6. He is telling us a story about his thorn in the flesh. We find that he says in verse number 8, he said, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will I rather glory in my infirmities than the power of Christ, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when... I am weak, then am I strong. They would come to the music. I'm getting ready to close this morning. The Apostle Paul said, when I thought I couldn't, when I thought that I was at the end of my road, is anybody when you was on the outside looking into the church, your first expression was, I can't live that way. I can't do that. I can't be like that. I could never be what God wanted me to be and desires me to be. When you thought you could There's a pulling force that pulled you to an altar of repentance. And when you gave your heart to God, there's something that come on the inside of you that says, I can. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things. The Apostle Paul said, God... What I really want you to do right now is remove this thorn in the flesh 
And I'm sure that the Apostle Paul would go over the things that he had done for God's sake. God, I've been your missionary. God, I've traveled here. I've traveled there. I've been beaten. I've been thrown in prison. I've been through this. I've been through that. I've faced this. I've faced that. Now, God, at least you could remove this thorn in the flesh. I, I don't know. There's been a lot of speculation on what his thorn in the flesh was. I, I really don't know, and I don't want to get into that this morning. But there was something that was afflicting him, that was bothering him, that was a distraction but he said, God, please, please move it. And God didn't move it. And then he finds himself praying earnestly before God again. And God did not move it. And I'm sure there is times that the Apostle Paul said, How can I live with this any longer? How can I go through this any longer? How can I face this thorn? God, please remove it. He began to pray again the third time. God, we're talking about the Apostle Paul. We're talking about one of the greatest that is recorded in this book. We're talking about one that wrote the majority of the New Testament. Praying to God, God, please move this thorn. God, move it. God, take it away. God, Then God said, My grace is sufficient. When you get to the place where you think you can't take another step, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. When you get to the place where you think, I cannot do this any longer, God. You've got to do something. And we expect God to swoop in and move the mountain when God's just whispering in our ear, you can climb it. You can climb it. You can climb it. God, I don't understand. God, why so many distractions? Why so many troubles? Why so many heartaches? Why so much grief? Why? You ever woke up in the morning and just having a bad day and anything you do, everything you do goes wrong. And you find yourself stopping saying, God, why? Why can't it just go right? Why can't it go right? I, I know, I know you're... You're probably a little above what I am, but I'm human and I I try to drive a nail and hit my finger. I try to take a screwdriver and get a screw out and it strips the head off of the screw. Trying to back out of my driveway, going to preach on Sunday morning and back my father in law's truck into a tree. Wouldn't you know it would have a $2,500 tailgate on it? I didn't want to preach. 
I sat there and I had a pity party for a little bit after I called myself those evil names. Had to repent for getting mad at God's child. Just human. Just human nature. Just didn't look. It wasn't a devil's fault. It's just life. But sometimes life just doesn't go according to our plan. God, I don't know. I think I'm at the end of my rope, God. I think I'm. And then quitting starts coming into your mind. Mm, I feel God talking to somebody right now. You need to open up. I know it's quiet this morning. I know this is a little bit different, but I feel the Holy Ghost trying to talk to somebody right now. Quitting comes into your mind. God, if you love me, I wouldn't be going through this. God, if you knew who I was, if you cared about me. But when you think you can't, God's trying to give you a cry this morning that He's whispering over the balconies of heaven, you can. Somebody discouraged me. I can remember my daddy telling the story the night that he got the Holy Ghost. I know I've told it before, but I'll tell it again. Probably won't be the last time. Man, he had had his belt. A good shouting time. He had prayed. He had flopped in the floor. He had spoken tongues. 16-year-old young man. And he's all excited. And man, he thinks everybody's going to be excited. Look what God did for me. He goes down the center aisle, and there's two dear saints of God that are sitting there, and he overhears them talking. And one of them says to the other one, I've seen them jig in. And I've seen him jig out. And it won't be long until he's jigged out. A lot of people would have said, if that's the way they feel about me, I just won't go back. But he said, you know, it had a reverse effect in my life. He said, I wanted to show them God did something for me. Live for God from that time on. Never backslid. Built three different churches. Pastored the church for like 43 years. Let's pray right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name, speak to a heart right now, God. Move in a life right now, God. Holy Ghost, touch. Holy Ghost, touch. The Apostle Paul said, God, I wish you would move it. 
I don't know if I can live another day with it, but God said, in your weakness, in your weakness, what you are going through, what you are facing, I am glorified. You're going to be made strong. You're going to make it. You're going to be victorious. You're not a quitter. You're not a loser. You're not a giver-upper. But you are more than a conqueror. And you've got to have a made-up mind today that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Christian, You can make it. Child of God, you're going to make it. Saint of God, you're going to make it. Church, you're going to make it. Why? Because when you think you can't go another step, we have that encouraging voice of God reaching out to us. You're going to make it. You can. You can. You can. You can. You can. You can live for God. You can be dedicated to God. You don't have to give up. You don't have to throw in the towel. You don't have to walk out on God. Let's all stand right now. I feel like that the Holy Ghost has tried to talk to somebody right now. You need to step out by faith. And not head toward the back door like you normally do. But head toward the front and get another touch from God. I can. I can. I can. I'm going to make it. When I thought I couldn't, some of you come into this place this morning thinking, I can't do it. I can't make it. I'm a failure. I'm going to fall again. I can't go on any further, but I'm here to tell you, Jesus is reaching out saying, you can. You can. You can. Hallelujah. 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 Just keep on holding to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Holy Ghost, touch right now, Lord. Oh, Jesus' name and Jesus' name and Jesus' name. Build your hopes on things eternal.